0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Vorloff Hour. Whoop, whoop. The Iowa Brewers Guild. Woo. There it is, look at that. Live recording. Live recording, <laughs> first time at iBest 2023. I best.
1: Yes, here at Flicks Brew House.
0: Yeah, we're in a theater.
1: Yeah, we're at the, in the front of a theater. We got a live studio
0: audience. Oh my God. Everyone, give yourselves a round of applause.
1: And today, we are joined by the one, the only, John Hall. John, Not I, true. I wrote a blurb, okay. and then I was like, this is just a better written version of what I wrote down. So I don't I'm going, know. I want
2: to hear what you wrote. Everybody's oh, it's downstairs on before. my computer. Okay, fine. Well,
1: I mean, it's literally the same stuff, but okay. poor, bad grammar. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Because, so fuck up that reading.
1: Well, I'm going to, absolutely, because right. I'm going to stumble across my words. For those of you who don't know, John Hall, for nearly 20 years, has been covering the beer industry as a reporter and editor. He is the editor of All About Beer and owner of All About Beer.
2: Co-owner with Andy Crouch, yeah.
1: And on air, he hosts the Drink Beer, Think Beer podcast, Mm. co-hosts Steal This Beer, and the BYO Nano podcast. John reviews beers for Wine Enthusiast Magazine, and his work has appeared in the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, Los Angeles Times, and NPR. That's National Public Radio for those that don't know yes he's the author of several books including his recently published the craft of the craft brewery cookbook and in 2019 john was enthroned by the knights of the brewer's fork of belgium descendants of the ancient brewer's guild
2: wow how does one it's, join it's, it's an honorary knighthood yeah. so
1: how does one join the ancient brotherhood of brewing <laughs> you in... have
2: to be asked like you can't just walk in to the grand place and be like yo um, I'm an American and I'd really like to join your ancient order. Um, when I was uh, enthroned into the night. Is it
1: actually, is that they call it enthroning? Yeah, yeah they call oh, okay. it,
2: you're enthroned as an honorary knight of like the Brewers Mash paddle. And I was judging the Brussels Beer Challenge. And they have this grand welcome reception for all the judges, and I'm standing in the back uh, of of the room while all of these guys who are part of this this knighthood, and they have the robes and they have the hat, like they look like tenured professors at an Ivy League school, Uh, and they all have mash paddles uh, that they carry around like scepters, like as they're you know they're King Triton of of Belgian beer, and. I'm standing in the back of the room, and I'm having a beer with a, uh, with another writer, Adrian Tierney Jones, the great Adrian Tierney Jones of the UK. Um, and we're watching as they do this ceremony, which they do every year. At, uh, you know, they bring in a couple of people uh, to join this knighthood, and uh, I'm talking with Adrian. He goes, "Mate, I, I think they're reading your bio." Oh, and I'm like, "No, that that's not like that's not that's not. And then they're like, "You know, his work has appeared in the New York Times," and I was like. Oh shit, like, uh, okay. And it's like, come on up, John Hall, and be knighted. And I had zero idea this was happening. Uh, I had a couple of Duvals in me at the moment. And they As one they, they make you get up there and swear an allegiance to Gambrinus. Oh, yeah. Um, Gosh, yep, all and right. to St. Arnold. <laughs> and then one of the guys in the robes comes and like does the mash paddle on, on both shoulders. And then all of a sudden, you're an honorary knight. And I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? they give me, they give me this medallion. It's this huge medal. I got a scroll with like ancient text and everything. and I was so excited. I was so proud. Uh, it's totally undeserved. but um I called my wife and I was like I, I just became an honorary knight i'm I'm like <laughs> Sir John Hall of the Belgian Brewers Fork, and she goes, oh you're just going to be more insufferable now, aren't you? And I was like, yep, <laughs> 100%. Like, Yeah, so um, it wasn't in my bio until earlier this year when uh, Garrett Oliver of the Brooklyn Brewery, who, by the way, didn't get enthroned uh, the, the Belgian mash paddle until 2021. <laughs> brag about <laughs> Garrett, it. Garrett, um, started adding that to his bio. Of, like, oh. wasn't, and I was like, well, if Oliver's going to put it on his bio, like, I should you do it, it as well because I, I was knighted before Garrett Oliver. Again, totally not deserved. But I'm, you know. I know, so I, said, anyway,
1: yeah. I, know I said no questions, but I'm going to keep asking questions because you are our guest today. Also,
2: thank you for joining
1: us. Hey, yeah, I'm, thank I'm you thrilled so to do it. Yeah, um, Stainless steel or wooden mash battle? This oh, matters. It's, no,
2: it's a, it's a wo- it's a wooden mesh. I paddle. figured
1: as much. But, yeah, you know, I thought I'd ask if you know if they got with modern times and you know had modern brewing equipment. But no, 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 no. So, no. These
2: so. are the, like these are like the descendants of the families of. Belgian of Belgium's original brewers, like these guys, go back centuries. It it is it's religion there. It is. If I speak poorly about them, are they going to come after me? I mean, I'm sure that they have some sort of like like who's the Pope's guard, like the the Swiss. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I imagine that there's some sort of subsect where.
0: Well, John, I feel like you're obligated yeah. to attack Jack if he were to try to discredit <laughs> the people who gave you knighthood. I'm That's not like trying to discredit both.
1: anybody. Yeah, I'm just asking the theoretical of if I besmirch them and their ancient just, brewing techniques that they should be pulled into modern day. I,
2: I mean, you want <laughs> let's unpack it. Like let's un, let's unpack that. What, what what's your issue with Belgian brewing? Oh,
1: none. Love it. Well, I'm I'm not the biggest Belgian beer fan, but I like to you know Tripels, Doubles, yeah. good table beer also good. Depends on how malty it is really for me. Um, is when this it's you, just, is this? You
2: about to say like
1: Orval's garbage and nobody no, 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 should drink it? No, no, it's, it. Good, okay. it's good, it's good, it's okay. good. I don't have a, I don't really have a hot take about that. My only hot take I tell everybody it's like my unpopular opinion is that uh, the Hellas at Bierstadt is better than the Slow Pour bills. No, you're not wrong. Yeah, I, it, well, and also it's the standard. You order the Slow Pour and the Hellas at the same time yeah. while you wait for the Slow Pour. So
2: can I tell? You, I I think I coined this, and I'm trying to get Bill and Ashley at Bierstadt to do it. But I I, I I say you order a Bierstadt sandwich. Okay. So you order the slow pour and the Hellas, mm-hmm. and you drink the Hellas while the the slow pour is being made. By the time your slow pour uh, hits the table, you order another Hellas, mm. so that by the time you're done drinking the slow pour, the Hellas has come to the table, and it's the Bierstadt sandwich.
0: And then you have to keep eating sandwiches. Right. It's All just a beer sandwich cycle. Yeah.
2: Every time that I've been in Denver in the last couple of years, it I always go to Bierstadt first because I'm like, all right, I have to go. I'm going to stop in. It's going to be really quick. And then I'm going to go and visit all of these other breweries that have opened in the last five years in Denver. And then nine hours later, I leave Bierstadt for the hotel. And then I fly home. <laughs> and it's just, it's, Yeah.
1: I, for my experience, Beerstadt trap. Yeah. My experience at Denver is we hit there. We were just out there for GABF as a group this mm-hmm. year. Started at Bierstadt and they had wrestling and we didn't leave. Yeah. The uh, wrestling was great. Live wrestling? Chapa City. Shout out to Choppa City. Lucas isn't my assistant. Well, my other, the other Flix brewer isn't here to shout Choppa City with me, but chop, chop, chop. It's okay, everybody. <laughs> it's fine.
0: You had to be there.
2: Um, Sounds like it. Re- re- really quick though, because we, we we got sidetracked on Belgian stuff. I had been on the record by saying that I don't really care for triples all that much. Oh, really? Well, before I got knighted. Wow. Oh. Um, oh, would man. you tell them that? <laughs> nope. Oh, okay, good. No, no, no. But yeah, but th- but they're huge fans of the show, so they're gonna listen and be reminded. Uh, Our
1: 150 yeah. listeners are gonna send it straight to that knighthood. Yeah. For sure, and then we're gonna send them your way. They're gonna come after us in our comments.
2: Yeah. So wait, wait. So what's your issue with Belgian
1: beer then? Oh, none. I just I just wanted to attack old, cool breweries.
2: <laughs> I feel like we I like need to that. attack. I feel like we need that here in the U.S. though, and there are secret societies that exist yes. in beer these days. Oh, really? In the United uh, States? Yeah, in the United States. Name one. Uh, Are you a member? I'm not because I can't be. And it's not like super secret if I know about it, but the Order of the Black Phoenix.
1: Okay, and what do they do and where are they? That is the
2: brewers who previously worked at Rock Bottoms. (laughs) Oh, no doubt. And left to either go someplace else or whatever. But for years at JBF, like, the Order of the Black Phoenix would get together. And the only way you could get into the room was if you were previously a brewer at a rock bottom. So, like, Matt Brindelson would be walking around this room. And, like, other well-known brewers that cut their teeth at early breweries. There's Do you a think few Eric
1: Sorensen is a member of the Order of the Black Phoenix? Yeah, he strikes me as a man who would be into that. And also Rocky, who is the brewer there after him. I got to text him. I have his number. Yeah.
2: But I don't know if they have, like, pins or, like, I don't know if they're doing, like, the eyes wide shut thing, like, when they're when they're all hanging out. But, like, there are – we do need groups like that, though. I, I think that
1: – Do you want to form one today?
2: Sure. Yes. Yeah.
1: I don't know what it would be called, but everyone in this room could be a member of this secret society. Yes. That's
2: right. Yeah. Everyone in this room is being inducted into a society. That's right.
1: It doesn't have a name yet. It's, we'll it's workshop it,
2: yeah, it. the Yeah. Um, the Theater Four Symposium. Yeah. Like, this is our – yeah. <laughs>
1: how, do you, how do you go up to another leather, member and find a leather out if seat?
2: They're... Le- yeah. You just say leather seats.
1: Yes. Yes. Leather and seats. may it
2: recline. Oh, yeah. No. Like we need yes, some sort recline. of like, yeah. This is the energy yes.
1: we needed on this podcast. <laughs> yes, exactly. Screw
2: Nathan. I'm glad he's <laughs> yeah. not here. This is what happens when, you're, uh, when your hazy IPA starts kicking in. This
0: is, well, um, well, you know what? It doesn't take a lot of them. No, you're going to need the triple after that for sure. All right. Yeah, I
2: need a Belgian triple. I... Anyway, sorry. Yeah. We used
0: to have one. Oh, the a
2: Belgian triple?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I talk all this crap, but we just had a Belgian double in July for Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. It did not sell well. <laughs> double Because no one saw the movie. That's exact. Uh, we live and die by the movie. Okay. And the knife. Uh, and then for... And also a beer that no one bought was our Triwizard Trapel that mm. came out for the last... Uh,
2: Harry Fantastic
1: Potter. piece and where to find them. We had half no of our theaters that. were shut down, too, because we were
2: replacing mm. these chairs. Okay.
1: But... Uh, the leather
2: pe- chairs... May they always recline, right? Ooh, what do we may just, yeah, always, say?
1: May they recline. <laughs> Leather seats?
0: May they may recline. recline. Yeah. That's good. So That's not good. to move too far from oh, uh, no, please. Belgian let's, beers. Yeah, but another thing that starts with a B is bow ties.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And I uh, you are a bow tie enthusiast? I am a
2: bow tie enthusiast.
0: I used to wear a lot of bow ties when I had an office job.
2: Yeah. Um, I used to wear them to the conferences, uh, and I used to wear them out, and then it was the only thing that people would bring up. Sure, especially when I wouldn't wear one. It's you know, like, I remember walking uh, through the hall at GBF one year, and Randy Mosher, the great author, uh, was past me. And was, Where's the bow tie? And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Randy! Like, no. Um, so I'm not always wearing I probably have one in my bag um, Emergency but, uh, bow tie Yeah, it's an emergency bow tie uh, My fallback line is Oh, it's casual Saturday now so There it's you go just, uh,
1: I hate to be mean yeah. But when you were announced as the speaker I believe both of us went The bow tie guy? The bow
2: tie guy, yeah
1: so I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I it's, fell into the trap. I have, I have a lot you had of a bow look. ties.
2: I have, yeah. It's... Are they
1: clip? Are they clips? Oh or no, do no, you, you got to tie them. Really? Yeah, you got to it. Yeah, tie. he's a real man. Yeah, Come you on. Can't you gotta, do it. You got to do it. I like bow ties too, but I'm a lazy boy.
2: No, it's it's Just it, like it, once you learn clowns. how to, it's like riding a bike. Once mm-hmm. you figure it out the first time, you can do it all the time. I still have and to then watch a YouTube tutorial for tying a regular tie. Sometimes, sure. I mean, I've forgotten during the pandemic. Like the first time I wore a bow tie in like two years, I was going. I was like, wait a minute, how do I? Like, oh yeah I got it and then it's all crooked and everything but um kind of hit it with some wD40 yeah but Loosen uh, it up a bit you know but th- but here's the thing right and 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 uh, people ask me a lot of time like why the bow tie um mm. and it, it, I just I enjoyed wearing them like I grew up like I had an office job where I was a reporter for a long time like I'd always wear a necktie I'd always wear a bow tie or something like that and so when I first started going to beer conferences I was just wearing what I would do, which is mm-hmm. usually a like jeans, a button-down shirt, and a tie, and like a blazer, um, and uh, knowing the brewer crowd. And thanks for illustrating my point, gentlemen. Um, yeah, like, like it's usually you know like like there, there's not a lot of like dressing up, and that's cool. Like be comfortable. Like wear like what what suits like what, what suits you. But I was the guy walking around in a suit, and people were like fuck is this guy like you know who's this fancy man it's like no i'm just wearing to be comfortable so that it was never like a gimmick it was never like a you know hey look at me kind of thing sure this is my wardrobe and yeah and there you were and there i was and so that's how i became known as the bow tie guy you know, it's a lot harder to to be fair. If like you were like, oh, the cargo shorts guy, like that's that could be any brewer. That's, yeah, that's
1: that could be anybody in the beer industry. Yeah, I'm a big I fan r- of cargo shorts. I
0: would shirts. rather be the bow tie guy. Yeah, if they're like you're the cargo shorts guy, that's disappointing. You're, by the way, guy. seriously, you're a guys, gooby guy.
2: No disrespect meant. Like it's yeah,
0: you're a gooby guy. You're kind of known for
1: wearing the gubellini all the time. I guess I got like that from one of two people that are in this room that I've ever seen wear a Guibolini in they're, Iowa.
0: They're sick. That's it.
1: Certifiably ill?
0: I, I wore it because it, not because it was part of my uniform, but because of the way I liked. The way I liked. Go ahead. I knew it was different. <laughs> I was trying to be different. Shout out, Dustin. They're to be different. And you could, yeah, you can hear they're terrible in the winter. They barely warm you up. It's pure fashion, but we suffer for fashion.
1: John, <laughs> we, we have a couple things we like to do on this podcast right. on the weekly. First yeah. off, this is the Vorloff Hour where we, uh, talk to brewers and people in the beer industry, but we also have a thing called the Morloff Hour, which mm-hmm. is just the off-week episodes.
2: Okay. Yeah, um,
1: where and we on, get drunk. On the Morloff, we like to reminisce and talk about some fun topics, including what our Beer of the Week is. And Normally, it's Iowa Beer of the Week, and uh, this it doesn't have to be Iowa for you, but I would like for the three of us to go around and say what our Beer of the Week, there's a stinger for that, too. Nathan knows. Nathan, you're not here, but yeah, he knows. Beer of the week. Insert it. Beer of the week. But, uh, James, you have a beer of the week this week? I do. Go ahead. It's Flix.
0: Woo! Tropical Mirage. Thing? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's everything Flix has ever done in the past, present, and future. Mm-hmm. Always mm-hmm. beer of the week. No, it's Tropical Mirage. Thank you. This was a new batch, you said? Yeah, it just came out Phenomenal. Last week. Thank you. We I really re- enjoyed right. it. Body was perfect. I was really impressed with the head retention, which is a very nerdy thing to say, but the
2: lacing on the glass was quite nice.
1: Sometimes it's this not. This is as good. not it.
2: Yeah, this that's Mexican, a Mexican lager, lager, though. That looks cool. I got to get me one of those before, uh, before I leave. Um, so I've been in Des Moines for the last four days now. And you didn't come hang out with me earlier? Because uh, I knew I was coming here today. Thanks very much. You're <laughs> um, also a little bit outside of town. Um, we are
1: not outside of town. Our zip code is 50310. That is a Des Moines zip code. <laughs>
2: Our address says Des Moines, let's, let, let's literally talk, on the border. Let, let's talk about your uh, your, geogra- your geographical insecurities now for just a second. because The mall
1: is
2: in Des Moines! Yeah. No, 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 no. Half <laughs> of
1: the mall is in Des Moines. Half of the mall is in Urbandale. And according to that TikTok, Urbandale sounds like a fake city, which I agree 100%. Um, all
2: right, so I've had a couple of beers that I've really enjoyed this week, but it, I, I want to go like theme because... What's amazing to me is the amount of loggers that are being made by the brewers right now, and they're really great. Like I was, at, I was at Single Speed, I was drinking their Czech logger, mm. uh, which I was really enjoying. Um, uh, you know, got over to Big Grove yesterday, and I was drinking a bunch of theirs. Um, everybody has their their, their loggers that are that are standing out. But I got to Lua, and they have their. Iowa Corn Lager, which yep. is about the palest thing that I have seen outside of my Irish Catholic skin <laughs> um, in a very, very long time, and it was delightful. And it was just, oh, yeah, no, this is, I'm, I'm basically clear, yeah. Same. Um, like a horse uh, ghost. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those yeah. are blue. Ah, uh, whatever, um, you can see through them. Casper? And that was just sort of a standout, because it was just, it, it, it it's well-made, it it was refreshing, it was easygoing, it, it you know, it, it, was a fantastic way to start the day. So that in my mind was plus Iowa corn and I feel like that's
1: You probably don't know this but he's a brewer over there. Okay. He's one of the brewers. One over of there. them. Okay. Shout one of the out. There's a couple other boys in this audience that. right now.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, okay. that's that's Sorry, me. Okay. I'm not just uh just repping the brand. No, and, I mean, I do. That's the other part. tough thing about being at these beer conferences where it's people from other breweries wearing other breweries' gear. And it's like, oh, are you with Lewis? It's like, no, 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 I work for someone, so it's like such and such brewery. <laughs> yeah. and it's like, well, why are you wearing the Lewis switch? It's like, it's comfy. It's like, okay, okay it matches my cargo shorts. Um, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: Man hates no. I really it. It's
2: finest, finest, finest. Yeah. yeah, I I I love the shit out of it. It was great. Thank you. Yeah, we. It's I had a Paul pint of it yesterday.
0: We're very uh very proud of that. We actually do finest day. Uh, we started it was that a this fest. year. Yes. Also wrestling finest fest. That's right. Uh bunch of food, live wrestling. The mouth Jordan. Free finest. I have that T-shirt. Mullet contest. That's right. I took part
1: in that. Did not win. Rip. You tried. I don't have it now. I just oh. got chopped off. I had to have family <laughs> pictures a couple weeks ago. Okay. The listeners, if they're avid listeners, have seen the terrible mullet, and it's really bad. It was bad. I, I did it for, have you heard of Ragbri? No. It's the Register's annual grape bike
0: ride bike across, ride across Iowa. Iowa.
1: Okay. I don't know why I stumbled on that. I've ridden it, <laughs> and it's a yeah. week-long bike ride across the state, so I had a mustache and a mullet for the whole thing. Cool. That's pretty dope. All right. That's the only thing I can do. What was your beer this week? Uh, So, beer of the week. Beer of the week. Is that how it goes? Yeah. Uh, So, I technically, this shouldn't count, but I'm going to count it just so everyone remembers that it's still out. Yeah. And it's always Confluence beer, but they just put out their cranberries and spruce tips beer. Yes. It is cranberries, spruce tips season.
0: Shout out Confluence.
1: There it is. But I've had that in the past. It's delightful. It's one of my favorite beers every single year, and they're, they put out uh, they're putting out a gin barrel aged version of it uh, oh, this wow. year as well. <laughs> is it Jennifer Connolly or something like that? It's the reverse of what I said. Confer, jelly. Yes. Yeah, okay. Thank Tears. you. But that's it's always one of my so I always bring it to Thanksgiving. I always do all sorts of stuff. It's tis the season. October's over. Pumpkin's done. Oh no. Well, unless it's the pie. But pumpkin beers are done. o is gone. It's now time for Thanksgiving slash Christmassy beers. So that's mine. That's my Beer of the Week. If you've heard it, I say it all the time. It's, I'm so sorry. It's weird having a live audience for this. My I know jokes, this is
0: something I'm trying to. You get really know when your jokes yeah. don't land, yeah? A exactly. And it, and it, and it's
2: re- it's really tough because you guys have kept the lights on in in this stadium because so right now everybody wants to get up and leave, but since the lights are on, we're all going to point out like when you leave because I could call
1: most of them out by name.
2: I please do when they start to
1: when they start yeah. to filter out.
2: Yeah,
0: you sit down.
1: You're stuck here. I've got you for three minutes, Bonesaw.
0: John, another thing that we like to do is is called Mount Rushmore. Okay. So it's not necessarily your top four, but it's the four things in this topic that you would say perhaps belong there. Okay. Um, We've done other things before. We did Halloween candy for our last episode, for our spooky episode. We've done, um, like, fall beers. Mm -hmm. We've done casseroles. Sometimes we do random things. Sometimes it's beer focused, and we hot dogs. The glizzy dogs. episode
2: that was very controversial. Yeah,
1: weirdly enough, the hot dog one was the yeah. most comments I've ever seen on a post because people are very opinionated about hot dogs. Yeah,
2: you need Jersey Rippers. That that's that's the best hot dog. What What's is a Jersey Ripper? It's a deep fried hot dog. Oh, the whole yeah. thing? Yeah, you corn put, batter? No, 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 no batter. No, 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 no. You just get like a good all-beef hot dog with the natural casing. You put it in. Uh, the oh, skin the, rips apart. The
1: bun's not all. No, the bun's
2: not fried. Uh, and then you put it in a bun with with <laughs> yellow mustard relish on top. I'm in. Damn. That sounds great. Yeah. It's the Jersey B-plus. Ripper. Yeah, come to Jersey. Go to Rutz Hut on Route Three. There. Yeah. Shout out Rutz Hut. Yeah. Shout out Jersey. <laughs> Shout out Jersey. Yeah. The dark horse and the uh, and the hot dog game. Yeah, but we, I love but the but we wanted to bring
1: a Mount Rushmore with you today. And okay. You can't be. We've done Iowa beers. We've done all sorts of stuff. Yeah. We've done, Okay. But today we're gonna do the Mount Rushmore of beer styles. Four beer styles that belong on the Mount Rushmore. And this is your Mount Rushmore. Sure. I'm gonna have my own Mount Rushmore. Yeah. James is gonna have his Mount Rushmore. Our audience is gonna have their Mount Rushmores. They yeah. can all be different. But we just go around. We put a style up on that, and it can be the same as somebody else's, too. You just have to yeah. say why you're putting it up there.
0: Okay. I am woefully unprepared for
1: this. So if I say anything that's out of pocket, guys. He asked me this morning. I turned to him. I thought about it for a second. I said it, and I don't think you heard me say it. I thought you said beer glasses. Oh, no. I said beer styles. I was
0: like, glasses I could do. It would just be tulips four times, probably. But Different shaped
1: tulips. <laughs> yeah. Same thing, though. The Sam Adams glass. Um, would you like to go first, or would you like one of us
2: to go first? No, I can go first on this. Uh, the four styles, over-branching so styles. So you just do one
1: at a time? We'll do, you do one, yeah. I'll do one. James will sure. do one. Um, He'll forget what he said by the time it's over.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, American Lager.
1: Okay, but why American Lager?
2: It is extremely popular. It is refreshing. It fits into all scenarios. Uh, it is the workhorse of the industry, uh, and it is still the gateway of... Everything that people drink these days, it is the, um, you know, it's the George Washington. It's the original. It's the it's the reason that the rest of them followed.
0: Very is, good. Do you have a
2: preferred domestic? Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: I heard him talk about N, uh, Michelob N A earlier. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. Nope, uh, not it Mi- was, oh, Heineken. It was Heineken N A, N. a. that I drink um, quite a bit of. My preferred of the big three is uh, Miller Lite. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and then probably followed by hams. But, yeah. What's your opinion Ooh. on Bush? Uh, I don't have a strong opinion on Bush. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the last time that I had one. I've I can seen get you it. one. I've seen it everywhere <laughs> yeah. around here. When we
1: get done, I can. I can, <laughs> <you> can <laughs> yeah. Have one. Yeah, we'll
2: go shotgun it in the parking lot. Yeah.
1: No, don't have uh, to. We just yeah, have yeah, it just here. Do it right here in the movie yeah. theater. Yeah. Oh, that would be a great um, picture. shotgunning some yeah. Bush. <laughs> do you like to shotgun beers, John? <laughs> yeah, what's your you preferred did this to you? <laughs> you did this to you, potentially. Um,
2: I'm terrible at like drinking games and things like that. I can barely you know, sip out of a glass properly. So, I mean, I'd try it, sure. But, yeah. Amazing. I'm going to make a mess. That's a yes to me. That yeah. sounds That's like a yes. A yes. That the a three, a three yes. of us are doing this, and someone's going to take it. <laughs> All right, what, what you, gonna what, hate what, it. what's your moment?
1: Jack? So, yeah. as listeners might know, every year and the year, it's the year of the mild. English milds. Love um, it. So, in this podcast, we did a thing of, like, what beard sales were drinking. So, I just said, and I'm not, this one specifically is English mild. I love the low ABV. I love the maltiness. I love the carliness. I love a little bit of that roast character. And also, I can just drink them all day. Also, it's turning into that season, and I just want them to be more popular. Lua, I don't know if it's out right now. Lua also does a ridiculously frail. Is that what it's called? Frail's coming out in the next two weeks, maybe. You got to come back because it's phenomenal.
0: No, we'll send you cans. Okay.
1: Uh, I
2: mean, I can get on two planes Another shout out to here, a different but, yeah. mild
1: Sophie's mild from Confluence It Phenomenal. was Phenomenal Also used to be a Flix beer One Mike Godier was here It's named after his daughter And a Capco beer And a Capco crazy. beer He's just done it everywhere The
0: man's been everywhere
1: But he does it again I hope so
0: But uh, that's my that's my first one English mild This is so tough um, I'm just going to come out And say it I, American pale ale
2: Yeah, 100% um,
0: Obviously the one everyone thinks of is Sierra Nevada pale ale Yeah Banger, love that beer. Easy crushable. It's very uh, approachable. I think, especially now. I, maybe back in like the early '80s, it probably wasn't as approachable. Probably yeah. blew people's mind though. Hops, whoa!
2: But nowadays, hundred percent. It was it's... 32 IBUs when Sierra Nevada Pale came out. Like 32 IBUs. Like it's that's just insane, given where things are today. That's 32 is. It's nothing. Nothing. It's now. nothing. Like, but it was revolutionary in 1980. It just. Yeah.
0: We all went through the hop wars of the. Of the early early 2000s. 2000s. Yeah. I mean, I did. The IBU I wasn't wars yeah. back then. You were drinking beer.
1: Was perhaps. I early 2000s? I was well, not.
0: We were coming in on the tail end of it. Yeah. The early 2000s. What did what spells do? The honey double. Oh uh, shoot! Hop slam. Hop slam. Yeah. That thing
2: was nuts. Yeah.
0: yeah. Destroyed
2: I destroyed me. Yeah, and it, yeah, you could chew through it. It's like you know, dogfish 120 kind of thing. It's you know, it's for an American used. barley wine, it's it's pretty great. But it's a lot um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: Sam Calagione's uh, never going to listen to this, but I cannot stand that beer. I met uh, Sam once. I'm an English barley nice. wine
2: guy. Um, That's me. One. Yeah, John, what's your number two? Um, I'm, I I agree with the pale ale because it was everything that uh, built this country hop-wise, but I'll take it a step further for the India pale ale and the catch-all that that is. It is you know, the best-selling category in the craft space. Um, it is where brewers like to put their attention, and I think thoughtful brewers um, are really using the new hop products that are coming out, the new varieties that are coming out in really fun ways, but starting with the IPA, and then it filters down into the pale ale. So yeah, American Lager and IPA, is those are my first two.
1: I love that. I'm gonna go with one I don't really care for, but if this is Mount Rushmore and it's like the face, so number one was a beer I wanted on the Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. And not, you know, not all those presents were great. You gotta always have you know a beer that's up there that's popular, that does its thing. But if you're looking at like the the scene of beer currently, I'm trying to avoid using the word craft because John hates it. Um,
2: I do hate that word, yeah.
1: So I'm trying to avoid that. If you're looking at the scene of beer in America right now, especially in Iowa. What screams to me besides pastry stouts? That's going to be up there. Up there for me. They're so popular. They're sweet. They're, you can't <laughs> boo it. There's
0: cheers in the audience. I
1: agree. I'm not the biggest fan of them either. But it, uh, I had a delicious one last night that was very well balanced. The JBBS from uh, Wise Eye Brewing.
0: I don't know if I'd call that pastry, though. I think that would be an adjuncted stout. It was It was drier. That's fair. It was,
1: that's fair. It was that, balanced. That's true.
0: It, there was a noticeable barrel character. If you have a barrel-aged pastry stout, there, is, there was no reason why that had to be in a barrel. Purely for marketing. You, Lorcan Lua, you put basically that. I know. Well, I know. Okay. I'm not.
1: I'm not. <laughs> I was like, "You're a culprit here."
0: There, yes, there are aspects of the barrel aging process besides just that, like spirit uh-huh. character. There's other mm-hmm. things that are done there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we do it for a uh-huh. reason. And then, then we
1: put fifty thousand pounds of coconut in. You know, we it do. It, it we, you know,
0: we <laughs> brew those beer with intention. Okay, <laughs> this one's on my Mount Rushmore. Why am, why am
1: I fighting you on it?
0: Yeah, I don't know why. We're both. We're yeah, both I agree. Know, I if you look so, at yeah. the
1: landscape of beer right now, it's growing. Uh, World Beer Cup it's now a category in World Beer Cup this next that year is they crazy just announced as hell, it actually. um it was a category at GABF this year so you can't not put it on there what are your thoughts on pastry stouts <laughs>
2: I just, having judged JABF in the past and knowing, like, the old BJCP guys that go on there and just the aging folks, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but that are on those panels who all they want is the English Milds or all they want is, you know, a well-balanced, you know, triple Breakfast. or something like that. Um, those beers are going to be so tough to score because it's like, I don't, I don't want coconut in my beer. I don't want, yeah, but it's... Yeah, we it, need to get younger judges. It, we need to get more modern judges. We need to get folks who uh, drink a cross-section of things.
1: It'd be one of those categories that'd be really tough to judge, too, because you could adjunct it with so much different stuff and where it is all on the flight. Like, one could be coconut, one could be marshmallow, one could be anything. Yeah. And it's just like your palate's destroyed after you've had the first one, and then you have to judge five of I, these beers that are like 12%. <laughs> there
2: there is one year that I judged at GABF where we did historical... Which was really difficult. Oh my god. Uh and then we did the chili pepper beers. Ugh. And then I think they threw us in like a threw us a round of like hazy IPA and I did, like, I can't. classic. Yeah. Do they not
1: like you? Is that no, why they like No, no, they do... really don't. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, they really don't. Um and it showed. So yeah, I was fine with that. Um, yeah.
0: Number two. Two. Coming in. Check Pilsner.
2: Nice.
0: it's I mean, you know, it's relatively new style. Not new as pastry stout, but, you know, it's also having a boom right now. And Czech Pilsner led to German Pilsner, which I love so much, one of our flagships. And uh, I, it's 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 awesome. You know, that's, like, when the technique was really brought into it. You know, like, uh, it, it led to a lot of development in malting processes, you know, use of hops and stuff like that. And, like, what it is now is just this, like, it's – complex in its simplicity, what you have is a very approachable product, but the brewing that goes into it, the technique and the storage, everything, all around this beer, is so robust just to get you this beautiful, drinkable beer in front of you. The world's most famous one, though,
1: purposely has diacetyl in it, and I hate that.
0: They can do it. They yeah, but did all the Czech beers do. I
1: know. It's just, I, I like the more modern takes of it. And yeah, I, just... I agree. But... It's, yeah. I know it is what it is. Like Rolling Rock purposely has DMS. It's just like mm. they purposely make it. it that he talked at CBC, not C, yeah, CBC two years ago. Yeah, and he was just like, "And this level of parts per million is perfectly acceptable." I'm like, "Oh, I don't want to drink butter." <laughs> oh, that was so bad. But I agree, check pills is a great style to put on
0: there. Yeah, thank you.
2: You're um, I'm gonna say wheat beer. Oh. I'm going to oh. use wheat beer as the catch all for everything from Hefeweizen to an American wheat to I don't know. Berliners. Oh, that's a lot. Uh, it's your Mount one. Yeah, no, but, but, but wheat in general. But like the American wheat right now or the Belgian style wheat, when you look at Blue Moon or you look at Allagash White um, and some of the others, it's where a lot of people want to be drinking. There's yeah. some really fun flavors. It's an awesome, wheat's an off, uh, awesome canvas for uh, specialty ingredients uh, for certain hops. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, it also kind of serves as a gateway for a lot of folks sure. who, you know, oh, I, they, I don't like beer set. So, yeah, That's wheat, wheat beer, and then I would dial it into yeah, some of those other subcategories.
0: Sure. I was going to say the first IPA that really got me was a Chain Breaker from Deschutes, a white IPA.
2: Oh, yeah. Yes, it's a phenomenal beer. beer. That's yeah. A great beer. God, I forgot about that. Yeah.
0: The style white IPA. Me too. I <laughs> wish it would come back,
1: come back. Just with the come back with the brut IPA, please. I miss you. <laughs> yeah. I miss you Nobody so much.
2: Nobody said that. I do. You miss the brut IPA? Them. Yes. I
1: like it dry, effervescent,
2: fairly bitter. You just need to rename it. Just yeah. make one and rename Champagne it.
1: Champagne pale ale. Sure. Yeah. yeah.
2: Super
0: cold IPA.
1: Who cares? Hyper, ah. hyper cold. Yeah. Uh, my Flash next dry. one. Mm-hmm. Since it hasn't been said yet. Hazy IPA, it's on oh, yeah. there. Not only is it the most popular like beer style currently for craft beer, um, <laughs> <laughs> he says I believe editively. hazy little thing is like the world or is the United States
0: best selling quote unquote. It's close. Beer, right? It's close up there. Voodoo yeah. yeah. Ranger. Oh yeah, is going buckwild.
1: But uh, hazy IPA, um, it's when we're talking about approachable things for people that haven't had beer. If a hazy IPA is made correctly, it can get people that say they don't like IPAs on that path down into liking IPAs. There's less bitterness. It has a juicy quality to it. has a little bit more body to it. The color is dope. Um, yeah. If done right. <laughs> sure. Um, I, I don't think... know. Hazy Hazy IPA is just... I love drinking them. Uh, yeah. And there's a wide range of ABV on it. I'm a big 6% guy. And if you look at our menu, higher than that. But uh, yeah. for drinking normally, I'm a big 6% guy.
0: I just feel like Hazy's came in at the right... Not the, I don't know. It came out at like age. like a, at a certain time where it was also like I like to connect it with like social media and stuff where there's like a, um, such an interconnectivity with everything. It's kind of making it more homogenous, like kind of, uh, craft beer, mm-hmm. beer, <laughs> around where it's like it grabbed everyone at the right time. It's like a very aesthetic beer too. It also
1: you know? took forever to come to Iowa. He Jersey, you probably had him way earlier.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean that there's a lot of good ones, but the the people who are who are really putting thought into them, they're fun to drink.
1: I'll say this just for, if you guys are presenting, I'm sorry we're in your way. <laughs> we'll be done
0: before you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, hazy IPA. Okay, that was your third. That was my third. Now my third. And yes. check pilsner. Yes. And APA. Yes. This is what happens every time. Yeah, I know. Um, I. Ugh. Brown ale, brown cool. ale, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's okay. it's maltier than like amber. You said
2: mild, and nobody gave you a hard time. And they're coming at me. Brown it's
0: branding, <laughs> branding. Browns are like, I, you know, they're like it's like, malty to what IPA is to like hoppy for people when they're like getting into beer or like that was like a preference for like dads or uncles or whatever. Or moms and aunts or anybody, older folks. Because, like, Pete's, what was it, Wicked Ale? Yeah. That that was a brown ale, wasn't it? Like a hoppy brown ale. Yes. Oh, Bell's Best Brown? You, sure. tell you best don't want Brown's that on, really like, a slightly right. cold yeah, yeah, yeah. day? Yeah. Like, a brewery I used to work for, we made our money on that. Yeah. Pointer Brown. Love that beer. Browns are, have such well-made ones, have, like, great... Malt character, there could be a little yeast character in there, too, that amplifies that even more. They're super drinkable. They pair and... well with burgers. Yes.
2: True. Yeah.
0: My food and beer pairings, probably not as great as yours. You did, I think, write a book on it.
2: One or two, yeah.
0: But love to hear that. Next time I have a burger. Oh, we didn't have a brown ale. Just kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> womp womp.
0: Anyways, brown ale. Brown English ale. English or American,
2: that's up to you. Um... All right, so this is my fourth? Yes. Rauch beer. Oh, interesting. 100% Rauk beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who likes I likes that
1: dirty hot dog who want, water? Who wants
2: to fight me? Come on. <laughs> no, I
1: like um, them.
2: Uh, it, it, it showcases history. It showcases where we came from. Um, it, it is just full of phenolic delights. And, yeah, it, it, it is, if it's done well, by which I mean 97% or higher of your malt bill going into it, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to drink. Uh, it's versatile. Uh, all of the different routes, you can have a Hellas, you can have the Marzen, you can have mm. a Porter, you can go the whole Graditsky route if you want to, Lichtenhainer if you're into it. You can mess around with it. I had recently a bourbon barrel-aged uh, Graditsky which is a 3% smoked beer that spent about a minute and a half in bourbon barrels uh, just to get the flavor of it. It was delightful. It was awesome. So, yeah, Rauk beer from the historical context, but also because this is my Mount Rushmore, and um, I like to fight people. It's
1: fair. I love it. It's so spicy. I know you probably haven't been there, but in Iowa, um, there's a brewery called West Hill in Indianola, Iowa. It's not super far from here. And Doug, their brewer, likes to do smoked beers every now and then. His he, had, uh, he had a smoked Doppelbock last year. Or was that last year? It was really good. For Oktoberfest, I think? Yeah. It was oh, it was so good.
2: I had a Rauk beer last night in Iowa here. Hang on. Uh, from Clockhouse. Oh,
0: okay. Oh, I, had yeah. their,
2: I had their smoked Pilsner last night, and it was delightful. Ooh. So pills, shout, out, interesting. shout out to the Iowa beer. Yeah, shout out to Iowa beer. Yeah.
1: My number four mm-hmm. beer is going to be it's not, it's not <laughs> rock beer, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, I went popular twice. I did me once. I got to go back to me, I suppose. Um, you know, I wish uh, Black IPA or Cascadian Dark Cascadian Ale. Cascadian Dark, yeah. yeah. It's going to go on there because you just wait long enough to become stout. American <laughs> stout. You joke, but it made it no, to the third round no, of GABF. We sent a black, it's um, the other brewer, Lucas, his recipe. We've done it twice now. It won an award at USB Open last year, and we sent it to GAVF this year as an American Stout, and it made it to the third. I think it made it to the third round. So, and I love them. Like, and the newer ones are better. Um, yeah, they're not as piney or as bitter now. They're going like not down to hazy. There really was a
2: lot of pine characteristic in those early ones. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's it's a lot less piney now. It's a lot more juicy and fruity. Balancing sure. well with that. Boulevard made character. a
0: killer one. Can't remember what it was called, but was pretty tasty. They didn't That's call it a black IPA. They called it like a dark ale, dry hop stout, or something oh, like that. Hmm. But it was, for all intents and purposes, a black IPA.
1: way long enough, it turns into an entirely different beer. Sure, should I, should a should what's, age. What's so your, last one? Yeah. Yeah. What's your supposed, last one? Yeah. My last Are we one. We're supposed to be out of here soon. Uh, in three minutes. In three but minutes. We'll, yeah. we'll, t- we'll do this last one. We'll take a couple audience questions. And we'll get out yes. of the way.
0: This is definitely for me. Absolutely. One of my favorite styles. I bother people about it a lot. when I find very good examples, shout out Field Day. They had one of the best examples recently, Czech Dark Lager.
1: Nice. You're a Czech boy.
0: Yeah, I love that beer. It is like everything that I want in a beer has like malt character, but it's not like super roasty or anything like that. It is uh, super approachable. I love it when it comes off of a side pole tube, just big, thick foam. I can sip on that all day.
2: Oh, it's heaven to me. Nice. Nice and that was the mount rushmore what do you think i i i'm i'm here for it. let's carve it in carve it in carve it into
1: granite oh good make, make me... it so <laughs> all right we got time for a couple audience does anybody in the audience have a question for john or do you have a hot take about beer if no that's fine too cool
2: i mean like hot dog yep 100% yep Someone in the yeah. audience said that
1: Gertzinski <laughs> tastes like hot dog water. And I believe as soon as he said smoke beer, yeah, I accused him of liking dirty hot dog water. 100%. In
2: yeah. the best way. In the best possible way. In the best
1: way. possible way.
0: Yeah. I think if you use that to cook some hot dogs on the stovetop. Even better.
2: Yeah. No, you put your brats in it. Oh, that'd yeah. be phenomenal.
1: So I, I do have a question specifically for right. John. Uh-huh. You had mentioned that beer journalism as a whole seems to be dwindling a bit. A little bit. Getting a little bit smaller. If... If somebody wanted to get into beer journalism, what is the path that you would suggest taking? So, for the listener, he's asking if there's a path to get into beer journalism as it's falling off. Yes. What is that path? So,
2: I think right now we need more specific writers. Uh, we need people who are covering beats. Like, think about it like a newspaper, right? Where you have your city hall reporter, you have your crime reporter, you have your environmental reporter, you know, Farm Bureau, whatever. Um, find something that you're passionate about covering, if it's hops, if it's malt. Um, if it's innovation, if it's equipment or something, and really dive into those topics, right? Because general assignment, like which was what I I, I do typically, um, so I know you know a little bit about a lot of things, but the reporters who really excel know a lot about one or maybe two mm-hmm. things and can write with authority. And I think of somebody like Stan Hieronymus who covers the hot beat better than anybody else, and we all read Stan's stuff because he's so well versed. So yeah, if if you want to write about beer, don't just make it like the nebulous thing. Like find out out like what you're kind of passionate about or what's interesting and then dive in that way. Yeah.
0: John, kind of going off this, um, besides your publications, which yeah. are great, we love them. Are there other things you would recommend that people should be reading to be more informed
2: about beer? Yeah. I mean, I think there's some really cool stuff that's out there. Um, you know, I mentioned this before, but uh, beer marketers insights is a great newsletter that Chris Shepard, um, uh, and Dave Steinman, though, a uh, couple of times a week. That's a subscription-based service. BYO Magazine uh, has a lot of great pro-brewer resources that I think is doing some uh, some really cool stuff. And there's always these new beer books that are coming out. Sometimes they're histories. Um, you know, sometimes they're just you know single-topic type stuff. Mm. Um, but there's a lot of really cool stuff that's going out there. And then, obviously, there's a lot of podcasts that cover, you know, sometimes it's specifically state beer. Sometimes it's more general conversation. Sometimes it's a little more dialed in. But there's something out there for everybody um which is kind of cool on that front so just search and look around heck yeah but also go to allaboutbeer.com absolutely yeah. allaboutbeer.com
1: gonna... thank you so much for joining us john if anyone wants to follow you out on the socials where can uh, they find you
2: just uh, yeah at all about beer is probably the best on all of the various platforms and then you can find me through there but awesome thanks guys hey leather seats
1: may they always recline, recline. <laughs> I don't know how many Theater different versions. Theater
2: four for life. Theater four.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, th- th- this has been an episode of the Vorloff Hour, the Iowa Brewers Guild's official podcast. Find us on our social feeds at the Vorloff Hour. Comments, questions, concerns, email us at thevorloffhour at gmail.com or comment on our Instagram posts and join Do us it. right on Facebook. We'll talk to you guys later. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Cheers, guys.
0: Bye. This
1: has been a production of the Vorloff Hour, the official podcast of the Iowa Brewers Guild.
2: Special thanks to Andrew Hoyt for the intro music and Balanced Scale Media LLC for our sponsor segments and outro music. Find the Vorloff Hour wherever podcasts are found. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram.